This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation Wrestling Network. Welcome to episode three of Who's Next, I am Andy. I'm one of your co-hosts. We're here to break down another month of NXT television. That includes a premium live event. That is Deadline. Our first time talking about one of those on this very show. Who is us? Who is we? Well, I can't do this show alone, and I have the great co-host, the Mississippi Mud Pie, Logan Croslin. Logan, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, Andy. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, considering when we get the marbles out of my mouth uh, to get the show on the road, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm so good. I'm good. In peace, so. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we had an exciting month, I think. Uh, NXT built to uh, their first premium live event, like I said, that, that we've had since we've started the show, only only in the third episode, but um, it's good to have like that kind of build, and we get to talk about um, a reset, kind of like what to look forward to now with some changes. We had title changes. We had some character changes. We've had a big change, which we will talk about uh, later on. But, you know, what do you what do what you think of the last month of NXT TV? Just just general thoughts before we dive in. Yeah, I, I think everything's been really strong. Uh, like you said, there's been some character changes. There was a big title change that we'll talk about uh, in our very last episode we're talking about tonight. But um, a lot of stuff has changed. A lot of stuff uh, is getting interesting going forward. Um, I, I wasn't exactly a huge fan of some things, but some people kind of emerged on that deadline show that I wouldn't have expected to kind of grab me in the matches that they had. So yeah. um, I was uh, really excited uh, watching that show. I thought it came off really well. I think it was a perfect uh premium live event for us to start out on uh so I, I thought it was really strong yeah it was it was it had, it, you know we were kind of guessing a lot was going in and some of the some of our predictions between the two of us when we uh, kind of like have our banter here and there to keep up with uh, what's going on to see where each other is at in terms of uh, our thoughts leading into our next uh pod recording yeah and there were some surprises and and i'm excited to uh, to talk about that so Let's go back to uh, NXT that aired on back on November 29th, and we start off with Roxanne Perez versus Indy Hartwell. I thought it was a fun match with the uh, the different size women playing to their strengths. They had led up to it a bit. What were your thoughts on, on this match between uh, Indy and Roxy? Yeah, I think it was really strong. You know, they had built up the previous weeks. So Roxanne hadn't really been on in in the arena like in the ring or anything the past uh episode that we did a lot but they had showed a few uh backstage segments and like the little tiktok segments that they seem to do every now and then and indy was really pissed that uh roxanne keeps seems to keep getting opportunities and she doesn't so uh that there was at least a story going into this one and i, I thought they had a pretty good match uh you know it wasn't anything to blow your socks off but i thought it was perfectly fine i thought it featured both girls and it you know it showed what they're what they're really good at um and i think they worked really well together so i enjoyed it yeah i think it played to you know indy was was playing the powerhouse larger mm-hmm. you know wrestler and 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 roxy was the uh, the plucky smaller sized uh face and i thought you know roxy wins the match i thought indy looked really good though in the loss 
Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think she looked really strong. Like you said, they showed off her power offense, and uh, she kind of threw her around at certain points, you know, showing off her power and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I think both uh, obviously Roxanne won, so uh, she gets she gets the win and looks good in that. But uh, Hartwell also looked good in defeat. All right, so so leading up to deadline, we were going into the Iron Survivor Challenge, and they brought in a Hall of Fame panel to discuss with Sean. Uh, we had Road Dog. X-Pac, Alundra Blaze, and Molly Holly. Uh, we're not going to get into like all their analysis because they do have a lot of segments on this show. Just in general, what were your thoughts on on these four people becoming the panel and how they came off? Um, I, I thought it was a good idea to bring some legends in. I don't know if I would have chosen Road Dog and Medusa, but I thought Molly Holly and X Pac were solid choices. Uh, I know I know Road Dog's good buddies with uh, Pac and uh, Sean, so I, I know I know he had to be involved, and I know he's really involved down there. But um, I just not not a huge fan of his. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I thought they came across pretty well. I mean, they were a little goofy, a little forced in some spots. You know, you, you don't. You, I don't think that that would be like a genuine one-on-one conversation that any of them would have, but uh, I, I did enjoy the idea of having legends come together and choose the participants for the Iron Survivor challenges. Yeah, I, I did. I, you know, I, I'm up and down on on X Pac sometimes when he's like doing analysis, but I thought he was really good. Molly Holly is solid. Love her. Mm. Uh, Alondra slash Medusa, I, I like her. I don't love her. I think she's been used a little much. I don't know who else they could have gotten. I, I don't think, I see, I, I wouldn't have wanted Lita in that spot. I'm trying to think somebody else, like somebody like, you know, like a Victoria would have been really good, I think, in that spot. And as for Road Dog, I, I kind I actually kind of like Road Dog in terms of, uh, when he as a talker. But um, I don't I don't know who else you could have had in there. I mean, you know, it's a shame that we don't have uh, Regal, really, because Regal would have been really good. I'm just glad it wasn't Booker. <laughs> yeah, most of my road dog hate comes from uh, Highway to the Apex on. So uh, <laughs> I yeah, okay, yeah. well, well, more of, of uh, Logan's vitriol. Check out that fine show, Highway to the Apex <laughs> on, on the road dog. All right. And then we get Chase U backstage. Duke apologizes to Andre for for booting him. And we get Grayson Waller interrupts to mess around with them. And, uh, you know, Thea gets her pit bull, her like. So we get a lot of Chase U um, that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, what do you think of, um, you know, I lo- here's the thing about Grayson Waller. He is a perfect shit stirrer. You know what I mean? He comes off as somebody that's just going to, he, he's kind of, he's honest. You got, you, you know, you kind of see where he's coming from, but the way he does it is so annoying and he gets into the, their heads that I really like him just uh, interjecting in things like this. And Chase, you, I, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see what the end game is, at least in terms of the whole Andre and Duke thing. Thea is, you know, she's playing her fun little annoying pit bull role, uh, you, you know, kind of a, a ball of energy that you kind of have to like, you know, it's like it's like uh, she's like a, a a cat that you have to spray with the water bottle to calm down, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. wh- what are your thoughts on on this uh, this exchange backstage with with uh, Chase U and Grace Waller? Yeah, she's just constant chaos. She's just 
chaos personified or whatever yeah. <laughs> what, what, what a gorilla monsoon would have said back in the day but um yeah i i liked like you said grayson wallace is that perfect shit stir he comes in uh you know he he knows duke from back in the day or whatever they were buddies back then so he knows how uh quickly it would be uh that he probably turns on somebody like uh chase you and andre chase to be specific um so he's just planting that seed a little bit but you know he's there's a kernel of truth in there it's probably going to happen eventually but uh he's he's just really trying to get under uh under duke's skin and uh try to plant that seed in andre's head but i, I like the i like the whole uh setup they, that they had here this whole segment um duke was kind of apologizing for booting them in their tag title match the previous week um and you know he kept saying i i it was a perfectly placed kick to your chin and you know andre would say i know i was there and he kept, <laughs> yeah. would like rub his chin so it was it was just a funny little back and forth and but, he was uh, like i can't stop it and once it was going i couldn't i couldn't stop it which <laughs> that, that line does does uh play play off later so then we get dijack in his uh his first match i believe back in against dante chen he does a squash then he cuts a promo about his brand of justice. I like now. See, I've always liked Dominic Dijakovic. I thought he he did well for somebody who didn't really have a character the last time he was in NXT. I mean, the whole T bar thing is, ugh. but yeah. um, <laughs> I, I like this. It's like a really slick look for him. He he's badass, and I I'm kind of I'm I'm excited to see where they're gonna go with this guy. Yeah, I'm absolutely super excited to see where they go with him. Um, it kind of in our last episode, it kind of seems like he's going after Wesley a little bit, but we'll see where that goes uh, going forward. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a good feature for him. I thought this match went a little longer than I would have expected it to, but he still, you know, mostly dominates. Chen gets a few uh, shots in here and there. Um, but you know, it was mostly a squash, uh, but it, it did go a little longer than I thought it would, but it made him look super strong. He even bloodies him up a little bit. Uh, so showed off some cool moves that he could do. So I, I thought it was a strong, uh, feature for, uh, Dijak there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he could get back to, uh, like where his feud with Keith Lee was mm. that, oh God, I, I really love that, that, that feud, that, that mutual respect thing. And they, they put on some real bangers, those two guys. And, uh, that's why I'm I'm excited to see what where they're going to go with Dijak. Uh, now we get the other shit stirrer of NXT, basically JD <laughs> McDonough, who's uh, there back there planting seeds of doubt with Ivy about the Creeds versus Inda Sheer. Uh, they need, they, you know, look, I, Diamond Mine needs something. You know, they're they're kind of missing something. I don't think they have it yet as a total group. I think, like you said, you're you're a huge fan of the Creeds. I like the Creeds as well. Ivy, oh. You know, I, I like her in the ring, but man, she is so wooden. And mm-hmm. now they're trying to make her into like the den mother of of of, <laughs> uh, of, of Diamond Mine, right? So mm. uh, we'll talk about the whole Kreese into Sheer thing because it's I think it's really interesting because I believe the reason why they're doing what they're doing the the reason not the, re- the well the off TV the cave, the reason behind it is because Veer is not cleared I think right now to to wrestle. So they got to do something to to keep this going, and I do kind of like the way they're doing it, and I really love the way that they're portraying Inda Share. We've talked about it before that they're not these savages; they're they're kind of aristocrat aristocratic uh, men, I guess, big men and yeah. men of honor. So, what do you think of of these uh, JD? You know, I think this is a short stay with him and with Diamond Mine. I don't think he's going to be 
you know, in their business for, for too long. But what, what are your thoughts on, on how, you know, making Ivy the kind of the emotional center and the, the, like I said, dead mother of the group. Yeah, I think it gives her something, you know, I, like you said, she kind of in backstage segments in the past has come off kind of wooden and doesn't have much personality. I don't know that she necessarily needs a lot of personality, but this gives her something to kind of attach to. She can kind of be the protector of the group, you know, when, you know, maybe Julius or Brutus wants to go out and have a match and they're not at 100 percent. Maybe she can kind of pull them back and be like, maybe hold off till next week or something like that. So uh, and I think it's hilarious that the whole thing that Nindish Shear is talking about is that they only want the creeds at 100 percent when in real life one of them actually is at 100 <laughs> percent so um i don't know I, I feel like jd could kind of be like a I, I mean i don't think he's gonna be involved in this past a certain point but i think he could probably be like a you know a, a leader for industry he could kind of like guide them and the and what what he what kind of uh in-ring stuff that he does if they wanted to go that direction but i don't know if that makes too much sense but you're probably right he probably won't be involved too much past uh the couple matches that he has with the brothers yeah he's he's got bigger fish to fry i think mm. but he's 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 good to to kind of be the catalyst i guess for some of the uh the things here because they, they need they need uh something they can't just like pop out they they need somebody to uh that's playing he's kind of playing both sides of the fence sort of i think yeah, maybe, really maybe, maybe maybe it will come out that he was behind it you know the whole time you know want them to to get a beating but they want him to be full strength before they get that beating i don't know <laughs> all right so then we get two cuts in versus grayson waller which was set up earlier i thought it was a really good match uh, at the end, Duke almost boots Tia in the in the face, and he shows that he can stop it, which <laughs> that blows Andre's mind. <laughs> so we we get some nice payoff there. Um, so uh, that keeps going on. What do you think of this match? Yeah, the the whole chase you thing just like has the NXT uh, crowd in there in the palm of their hands. So anytime Duke or Andre's in them in a match out there, they're they're going wild, and you know they have the whole section for the chase you. Uh, uh, student section or whatever that they have. So um, the crowd was super into this one. I thought I thought the guys did uh, well. I, I like the whole little story of him being able to hesitate and not actually kick uh, Thea on the outside, and it ended up kind of kind of costing him. I think he almost runs into her again at another point and uh, kind of holds back. So I, I feel like that anytime that happened, it seemed like Grayson kind of got the. Uh, kind of got the advantage back and then he yeah. won won on the last one so i thought that was a good little story to throw in with this match but it's obviously just trying to te- you know tease that little tension that there might be with chase U, but also kind of growing the bond at the same time but mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I thought this was a good one grace wall is kind of like the ultimate opportunist of nxt because we'll we'll uh we'll uh, touch on that uh later on and then we get um uh, javier bernal backstage our favorite guy Hey, uh, big body Javi, don't call him Javier Bernal. <laughs> I know, sorry, even McKenzie, and I do like McKenzie in these uh, in these spots with with him because she's basically like calling out calling out on his bullshit. Uh, we get Axiom interrupts, and that leads to uh, to something later. Then we get Keanu James versus Fallon Henley. It's been a good little feud here. Fallon tells Briggs and Jensen to walk to the back because you know the whole thing with uh, with Jensen flirting with Keanu. Keanu wins with the 401k after distracting the ref with her briefcase what 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 are your thoughts on this feud this is you know at first it seemed really forced but i kind of i'm kind of liking this feud 
Yeah, I, I, I like it as well. Uh, this is another match that I kind of thought went a little longer than I thought it would have. Uh, I feel like they've presented Kiana a little stronger than they have Fallon so far. Fallon's got the guys that she's the manager for, so she does more of that than she has really wrestled so far. Um, but this went about 10 minutes. So I thought it was really good. Uh, there was some good uh, arm stuff in there. Uh, good some good, some good limb work. So uh, Chad Campbell's probably a big fan of this one. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it was really well. I thought it presented both girls well. And I think, you know, maybe this was this match and uh, Kiana winning was maybe the catalyst to get her into the match at the uh, premium live event. So um, I, I thought it was really, really good. All right. And we got a. Uh... Uh, C. Jones was back with uh, Malik and Idris backstage. Malik is still upset about the sweater vest. That's going to set up a match later on in the show. And we got Toxic Attraction. All three members, Mandy, um, JC, and Gigi. And they're going to take on uh, the tag champs, uh, Caden Carter and and, uh, Katana Chance and Nikita Lyons. Nikita Lyons making her way out. Zoe attacks her in the aisle. The match gets postponed, continuing that on. Uh, so this, this Zoe Nikita feud right now, uh, it's, it's starting off quickly, slowly. And Zoe, uh, seems to have the upper hand, uh, most of the time. Where is this going to lead? Do you think with the two of them? I hope it leads to a, a pretty well built match at some point, uh, in, in the future, maybe, maybe at, uh, New Year's Evil or maybe even stretch it out to, Vengeance Day, probably at New Year's Evil, they'll have a big match that they could kind of blow uh, this off with, but um, not not exactly one that's blowing my socks off, I guess I'll say. I, I mean, I like both girls, but it's just not something that I'm like super duper looking forward to, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we need to, I think Nikita's got to start getting uh, some, some, some little victories here, because Zoe has really dominated the feud so far. Absolutely. And we, and we got Lyria Valkyria, preview spot. And then Electra Lopez interview where she cuts uh, a promo on Indy. And we get Big Body Javi versus Axiom. This is Axiom's first match. It gets a good win here. Nikita is at medical and she gets cleared for her match later on. So uh, out of all that, what do you talk about the Javi versus Axiom match? Because we haven't been that high on Axiom at this point. Um, it does change for us, uh, both of us, actually. But what, what do you think of this match? I thought it was strong. Um, you know, this was a good feature for Axiom. Uh, I, I think I think my stuff with him is more character-based. I just don't think that the character that he's in can go as far or very far. I think he's good in ring. I think he was good in ring in NXT UK uh, when he was over there. Um, this was a good feature to get uh, – a big body Javi, a, li- a little bit more, uh, a little bit more in ring stuff. You know, most of his matches are pretty quick, uh, and he usually loses. Which obviously he loses this match as well. But I think he uh, showed so, so showed some of what he can do. Um, Axiom's really good in the ring, like I said. Uh, the golden ratio super kick that he does is really cool. So um, I think it was a good uh, feature to kind of get uh, Axiom maybe in your mind for possibly being in the Iron Survivor. Uh, or maybe even being a wild card at some point. So um, I think I think it was well done. Um, and all the other stuff was I thought you know Electra obviously is focusing on Indy. She that's obviously something they're going to want to do going forward. And then uh, I, I've I've liked all the Lyra Valkyria uh, vignettes so far. I think I'm mm-hmm. interested to see her come in. So yeah, she's an interesting character. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to check her out. So when we get a pretty deadly interview. They talk about telling of the real story of Christmas on the next episode. 
Then we get JD McDonough versus Julius Creed. JD focuses on Julius's knee. He then goes for a chair shot and gets DQ'd. He hit Sangha instead, and Deshir uh, had come out during the middle of the match. Sangha had pushed Julius out of the way. They said they want the Creeds at 100%. So, yeah, I, this is what we were talking about earlier. They, they have to do something to continue this on, to keep Deshir, I guess, fresh, because they just came back and got reunited. Um, what'd you, what you? Any thoughts on this match? Yeah, I mean, if 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 you know Vera's truly hurt, they have to keep them in the you know Creed's rear view or or like right right at the side of their eye at all times. So I like that they get involved in some of their matches. But like like I've said, I love the Creed brothers, and I like really like McDonough as well. Um, so I, I enjoyed this match a lot. Um, I, I thought McDonough did some good uh, good limb work throughout the match. I think he's you know he's good at focusing on something once he realizes it's gotten hurt. I think he goes for the legs. He even works on the ribs a little bit. Um, but uh, I, I thought Julius held his own. Uh, being a tag guy, I think he was pretty good in this singles match. So um, I, I did I didn't like that it ended in a DQ. But I feel like you got to keep you got to probably keep JD strong and you probably got to keep the Creed brothers strong for this feud that's going to eventually a feud and match that's going to eventually happen with end this year. So um, I, I enjoyed it, but it's mostly because I just love the two guys who were in the match. Yeah, so. no, no, it's okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Then we get a. Uh, an Alba Fire video cutting um, uh, on Isla Dawn, Isla Dawn, whatever. Uh, Tony D and Dijak uh, have a thing backstage. Then we get Von Wagner versus Malik Blade. I wrote down Wagner finally gets a win. It's probably the only win he gets, uh, you know, uh, tonight as we talk about. And Blade looked okay, a little shaky in spots. In the post-match, Wagner takes out Blade. And then Nofe, Asi comes out and fights off uh, Wagner. And I don't know, like... Well, I, we'll talk about Von Wagner some more as we go. I, I'm not really that high on, on on these other guys, though. I think Odyssey, you know, needs some more time, you know, to kind of see where he's at. But I, I don't know. Uh, Blade, you know, he, I think he was he was kind of, he was shaky in this match. I thought Wagner was actually the stronger uh, 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 worker in this match. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on this? Yeah, and that's saying something. I thought Blade sucked in this match. I feel like <laughs> there were multiple points where they just got completely lost. And, like, I feel like Blade needs to be the more confident guy in there because I feel like Wagner's, you know, not super-duper confident in himself so far. Uh, I mean, I, he's not bad, but he's just – I feel like he's pretty still pretty green in the business. I feel like Blade's probably a little bit more experienced. So I just – I thought he really stunk in this one. I thought they were – they miscommunicated quite a few times, and Blade's uh, badness will bleed on over into the uh, next episode too, I believe. So um, I, I I didn't enjoy this match very much at all. And luckily, it was only like three minutes, so uh, we didn't have to last through it too long, but I thought they were very uh, off with each other uh, yeah, throughout the whole match. The worst match we've seen. Oh, 100%. Uh, so far, <laughs> since we've been doing the pod, I, I think. Um, all right, so then Sean come, uh, announces the uh, men's Iron Survivor, and we're going to get JD McDonough, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, and a fifth spot in the wildcard triple threat match next week. Then we get the women's announcement. We got Zoe, Cora Jade, Roxanne, Kiana, and a fifth spot again for with a triple threat match. Then the show closes with a six woman tag. With Toxic Attraction versus Chance Carter and Stark, I thought it was a fun match. Nikita sold pretty good the whole time. Uh, kind of sloppy, uh, high low to finish the um, uh, match up by Toxic Attraction, and then we get Zoe uh, showing up in that that uh, I guess that um, balcony 
section they have, which yeah. is which is good because it, it it gets the stare down without them really fighting. It, it yeah. kind of gets that you get that like camera shot on them. So, what do you think of the the main event of the show? Yeah, yeah, another perfectly fine match. Uh, I know I know Nikita got killed on Twitter for the sell of the like twisting kick that she did, where she just kind yeah. of buckles and jumps yeah. real quick. So <laughs> I know she got uh, a lot of crap for that one, but I thought it was a perfectly fine match. Uh, obviously, it was to feature Toxic Attraction and show that they're the top ladies in the in the in the uh, promotion so far, uh, and that uh, you know they they still featured the tag champs really well. Uh, you know, showed off what they can do as well. Um, but I, yeah, the, the high low to finish the match was kind of botched. They kind of whiffed, or I think Gigi whiffed and JC actually hit what she was supposed to do, but it didn't uh, come off looking too well. But, um, Lions taking a loss. Uh, I think she, I think like you said, I think to kind of take her seriously in the Zoe feud, I think she needs to start getting some wins. So, um, uh, I, I would have liked to have seen maybe Katana or uh, Caden maybe take this pinfall, but I, they're the champs, so obviously that's probably why they didn't do that. Yeah, kept, um, kept strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I thought it was a perfectly fine match. Nothing, nothing. Again, nothing that'll blow your socks off, but it, it was it was perfectly fine at the same time. All right, so we'll move on to NXT from December 6, twenty twenty two, the Go Home Show for Deadline. We start off with our. Triple threat wildcard match with Von Wagner versus Andre Chase versus Axiom. Andre Chase, probably the best showing I've seen him have uh, in anything I've watched. But Axiom uh, gets the win. I was okay on the way the match ended. Uh, going in, I thought uh, Axiom wasn't actually. I I didn't think Axiom was going to win this. I thought Andre had a chance, uh, which you you pointed out to me since he was like, you know, we need a face in in the uh, the Iron Survivor match. But I I was I actually thought Vaughn was going to go in there because they needed a big man I thought to uh, maybe kind of uh, do some spots but and you know you uh, you had the call though you I think you had said that Axiom uh, could uh, could pull it out what do you think on this triple threat threat match Yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I I, I thought. I thought they definitely needed a face in the match. I think I probably would have gone Andre Chase just because I think the story was there a little bit more. But, I mean, obviously we'll talk about Deadline uh, and Axiom's uh, performance there. Um, but uh, I, I thought Andre could have been a good choice as well. I, I definitely think Vaughn was the last choice because, uh, I mean, he had just had the shot and he lost. And uh, so I, I think I think they definitely had to go with the face because it's obviously four heels already that they'd named. So um, they needed they needed a good guy in there for somebody to cheer. But like I said earlier, the Chase U thing is super over in the NXT crowd. They were going wild the whole time. Anytime uh, Andre was going out there and doing his stuff, um, Duke and Theo were at ringside going wild as well. Um, I, I did think it was kind of weird that Axiom kind of somewhat stole the victory, like Chase hits the big crossbody and, you know, then he kind of gets, th- rolls out of the ring and Axiom comes in and just hits the golden ratio and wins. Uh, I mean, I think it showed that he was crafty and, you know, he, he could sneak in a win if he needed to, but I thought yeah, that was kind of a weird. Seized, seized his opening. Yeah, I, I, don't exactly. th- I don't think it came off his heel. Like, I just thought it was, uh, it was more like Axiom just took advantage of of just the momentum that took Andre out because yeah. I, I don't know if I've seen that <laughs> you know where a guy hits a, a, a body uh, you know a, a, a splash high cross by whatever and then he just his momentum takes him that far out of the ring mm-hmm. but yeah no I thought it was I, I liked the finish I thought it I thought it came off well I felt bad because Andre was the star of the match I thought 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think it was heelish at all either. I think he took advantage of a situation, like you said. He, you know, he saw the opportunity and he took it. You know, so it's, it's, it's what he, what he needed to do to win. And I, you know, I, I think when this first happened, I, I kind of texted you in, a, in our uh, chat and said boo, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it as uh, deadline comes up. So yeah, I think ultimately he it was the right choice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, based on on what happens uh, in, at deadline. So then we get a core jade package. And we get Diamond Mine backstage, Ivy more Den Mother stuff with uh, with Julius uh, being, uh, you know, hurt. Uh, you know, so I just wrote my notes, so wooden. Oh, my God. Um, and then, then we get Braun and Apollo fishing to, oh, to build God. up their match. First we had them in the diner, now we have them fishing. It's it's something different, I guess. You know, when you have two faces, you, you guess you got to do something you can't ha- you know how, how else are you going to build a match you have to have them kind of uh going on the mutual respect i guess i don't know what what, what do you think of these packages that they were doing i i don't like the mutual respect thing i think that's one of the like laziest most lame uh building to a match possible um i, I hate to kind of spoil the match but you know at, at some point in the match that they have at deadline he does the thing where he like closes his eyes and opens them real big like you know when he sees his visions or whatever i wish <laughs> it was more built around that than it was this like mutual respect and this whole fishing thing was like so cringeworthy and i hated every minute of it so uh the yeah. diner the diner was all right because i felt like they were shit talking at least but this fishing thing was just lame 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 yeah yeah i didn't i didn't love it then we get uh bryson montana whoever the hell that is in the ring, and he gets beat down by Indus Sheer. It was supposed to face Javier Bernal, or Hop, Big Body Javi. Sorry, I didn't want to uh, offend you there, Logan. No, you could. And then, uh, you know, then they, they cut another promo uh, to uh, decline the Cree Brothers Challenge since Julius was not medically cleared due to Ivy's uh, kind of uh, nosing in. We continue on with that storyline. Um, any thoughts on, on the continued Indus Sheer respect? Uh, angle here yeah i mean that they, they had to they have to kind of keep them out in the in the uh in the view of the crowd to kind of keep them in their minds uh obviously this feud is going to eventually lead to a match so um yeah they they you know i think ivy notes or i think the doctor knew that the knee injury was something that was bothering uh julius and then she pointed out that his ribs were also hurt or something like that so she yeah. was playing uh den mother again but yeah just they they're just trying to you know show off how badass in is and they take out poor uh bryson montana who is a uh level up lifer so um, <laughs> that's yeah. what i figured he was yeah <laughs> but yeah that's, good stuff. That, that's an nxt name generator if i ever heard one um shout out to to our our friends on uh ptb nxt for that one um and we get a Saul ruka tiktok and in the background argument between uh briggs and jensen and blade and inofe that leads to something later then we got zion quinn who is like the jobber to the stars basically of uh nxt versus tony d in his return match i thought he looked i thought tony d looked good i think he's uh coming into his own i think he needs uh, a bit of a bigger stable, so to speak. I, th- I think yeah. losing uh, two dimes uh, and just having stacks it takes something away. They could have just found some other, you know, guy that could pass for a uh, a, uh, a capo or something for him. Uh, <laughs> then he cuts a promo on Wesley. Wes comes out. Dijek then shows up on the video screen. 
which uh, which leads to a uh, a little bit of a of a of a beat down there. No, there was no beat down. Sorry, I was I'm confused about. Um, what do you think of the? Uh, you know, also we had Chase U backstage where Andre gets loud with Duke, where he gets a little he's a, a little bit of annoyed at him. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Tony D's return? Yeah, I thought Tony Tony D's little match with Zion wasn't wasn't too bad. It didn't last very long, so but it was just kind of getting him out there and getting him back in a match. I thought he looked I thought he looked well um, coming back from his injury. Um, Zion's just he's pretty nonplus. He doesn't really do much. He's like you said, he's the jobber to the stars. He's not, there's not too much to him. Um, but the the promo after the match, he obviously said he's not waiting for Dijak to face Wesley. He wants Wesley first, and Dijak obviously has problems with that. He's you know he said. Uh, something about uh, D'Angelo like running the streets, and he's you know Dijak's about all about justice in this new character. So um, he he's he, if he if he's running the streets, he's going to put him behind bars, and you know he's going to give him his kind of justice or whatever. So, um, but we'll we'll kind of see where the North American Championship is going forward. Uh, It'll obviously be some combination of these guys, uh, or one of the two guys going up against West next. So. Uh, and then the Andre Chase, Andre Chase's was a little hot after losing his match. He was in a big match, thought um, thought he should have probably won. And he kind of agrees to let Fia face uh, Isla Dawn. And uh, we'll see that that might have been a mistake. Yeah, not, he's not exactly thinking straight at the at the moment was where they're going with that. You know, maybe we'll get a triple threat. I mean, me, and and Dijak is like starting to sound like he's like a like a, a version of the big boss man <laughs> coming out. He's kind of, kind of got the, he's kind of got the same facial look there with the, uh, with the glasses and everything like that. They do, they do something really cool with the glasses uh, later on in another episode, which I really did like very uh, Hitchcock like, so to speak, if you have uh, ever seen, uh, I think it was uh, strangers on a train. I think it was. All right. So then we get uh, the, the men's locker room backstage. We get uh, you know, a lot of guys we haven't been seeing much of. And in walks Charlie Dempsey, and Hank Walker uh, kind of talks over to him and challenges him to uh, to something, and Dempsey to a match, and then Dempsey basically destroys him, and Drew Gulak comes out to scout. What what do you think is going on here with Drew? Because I thought Charlie looked really good. He's they they're making him out to be just a badass, kind of like like his father basically. Um, Hank Walker doesn't really do much for me right now. He's kind of uh, just. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's like uh, like an even worse version of what's his face when he was uh, the uh, security guard in uh, in Impact, right? Wasn't um didn't uh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. guy ended up getting fired for his uh, his views, I guess, uh, so to speak. Well, <laughs> um, what do you what do you think of this uh, Charlie Dempsey thing and and, and Drew Gulak uh, showing up at NXT? Yeah. Um... I, I thought, you know, hey, yeah, Hank Walker's pretty, you know, he, he's another one of those uh, level up kind of guys. There's not much to him yet. He'll, I ho- hope, I mean, maybe eventually he'll be a bigger guy that has a lot of personality and he can put something together with a character eventually. Um, but I think he's a long way from that. Uh, Charlie Dempsey's a killer. You know, he's just everything he does is with such force and uh, aggression. Uh, and, you know, he's old school. He does all the cool wrestling moves. Uh, he's, you know, he's kind of a bruiser like his dad was so um i'm interested to see him going forward um and i think you know gulak maybe he seems to kind of be scouting so maybe he'll put together like a wrestler kind of group or you know something like that maybe maybe kind of do diamond mine 2.0 and kind of make maybe 
come up with something to kind of put put up against the diamond mine eventually so uh it seems like he's scouting to like bring in people to like join his little stable so um but we'll, we'll see where that one goes yeah kind of like what timothy thatcher was doing uh mm-hmm. with the whole uh catches catch can and mm-hmm. the, the the real the real mat wrestling the the, the, the that, that kind of thing as you see some of the some of the people he uh, he ends up scouting uh, uh, in the next couple of episodes. Then we get a Zoe Stark package, and we get Grayson Waller cutting a, a promo to announce his talk show later in the night. And then we get Pretty Deadly coming out to tell the story of Christmas, which I really <laughs> enjoyed this sketch. These guys have really grown on me. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 uh, they're, I guess, uh, if you to quote a British term, they're kind of cheeky monkeys, so to speak, <laughs> where, where they're, they're, they're out there and they're just they're, they're, they're hamming it up. And and it's ridiculous, and it's so much fun. And then we get a huge surprise, something I didn't even see coming, mm. was uh, the New Day interrupts with a big big pop. Uh, they end up getting a uh, into a fight, and the New Day challenges uh, pretty deadly for the for the titles. What, what do you think of Pretty Deadly's uh, telling of the story of Christmas? And did you have any idea that that New Day was going to be uh, showing up here at the NXT uh, arena? No, I had no idea. It was a huge surprise. I think it's a good fit for them. Uh, you know, I feel like they've just kind of gotten muddled in the SmackDown tag division. I feel like really any tag t- tag team in the t- in the uh, main roster, because uh, you know it's just kind of well, who's going to beat the Usos eventually. Who's going to beat the Usos eventually? You can't do Street Profits, you know, Usos and New Day Usos five hundred times. You've got to eventually do something. So I feel like this is a good move for New Day for sure. The telling of the story was great. Um, just one of them was sitting on the other one's lap, and they were just reading back and forth. Uh, just great stuff all around. Um, they, they they've grown on me. Uh, they're definitely good as characters and uh we'll see at the deadline as we keep kind of saying uh they they have put on heck of a performance so we'll talk mm-hmm. about that when we get to it but yeah. um the whole zoe stark thing uh she knows she's going to be the iron survivor she just knows that she knows she has the toughness to last the whole minute a uh, whole 25 minutes and then you know grayson saying he's going to win he's not scared of anybody so uh good good little two promos right there and mm-hmm. you actually skipped a scripts promo but i won't get mad at you and we don't have to go back oh i did about that so <laughs> no you're good it's fine yeah yeah nobody shoots uh nobody bats a thousand right logan yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not upset about missing a scripts thing too trust me mm-hmm. I'll sleep tonight. It's okay. Uh, Ela Dawn uh, package where it's really brief, talking about her her powers and everything. And then we got Big Body Javi backstage. Gets made fun of by uh, Euro, calling him Big Body Chicken. And then we get uh, Tia Hale versus Ela Dawn, which uh, I love. I love the character work by Ela Dawn, and her entrance was really cool. Tia was way in, way overhead. Doesn't get in much offense. Good storytelling. Then we get Alba attacking post match. The ref gets poison mist to the face, which then uh, does pay off uh, in a later uh, later match. So, what are your thoughts on the? Um, we got the big body Javi versus Euro, who we haven't seen much of in a long time, mm-hmm. and then we got uh, Ila Dawn versus uh, Taya. What are your Thea Thea Taya? I don't know. Uh, what do you what, what do you what do you got on these two? 
Um, yeah, I, I thought the big body hobby segment was pretty funny. McKenzie's really good in those segments, kind of shitting on him. So, um, and it, it was good to see Jiro. Uh, he, I think they have a match on the next episode. So, uh, looking forward to seeing what they do there. Um, yeah, like you said, Theo was way in over her head. Uh, Isla pretty much squashes her completely. Uh, I don't even think Thea gets much, uh, offense in other than maybe a fun- couple of punches. Um, but yeah, this was obviously just a setup to bring Alba out after the match and kind of set up their match at deadline. Uh, so uh, I thought it was really good. And then, the, like you said, the mist uh, eventually leads to something else. So a uh, good little storyline progression there. Yeah, I, I like and I like that it, it doesn't really hurt Thea to lose matches like this because they're playing up on her age and, and that she's learning and that, you know, she was she shouldn't have been in there with Hila. So I, I think she's she's okay in this, and I I do I I, I kind of really am, am really off the bat loving this Ela Dawn character, I, I really am. I think there's a lot here, mm-hmm. and I think she's gonna have like a really she's gonna be a female like Undertaker or something. I I could see like I'm not not that's pretty high, but but you know <laughs> what I mean. Like like I feel like she's gonna be that kind of like you know mystical. Uh, whatever thing like uh it, it's early on maybe maybe a female bray so to speak yeah Zay bray may be a better easier uh easier comparison yeah yeah sorry nobody compares to the undertaker i'm sorry about you, that you, you don't want to you don't want to get eviscerated by anybody so no no <laughs> which is which is pretty easy yeah, uh, no, no you're fine all right and then we get um a kiana package and then we get another valkyrie pa- valkyra package and we get jensen and briggs versus Enofe and blade uh i thought it was a good you know, win for Briggs and Jensen because they need it for uh, what's coming up for them. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> no fan blade. Ugh. Yeah, um, I thought Briggs and Jensen was a good win for them, like you said. Uh, I know Faye's fine. Uh, Blade, again, looked absolutely terrible in this match. Him and Brooks are in the ring at one point, and he just completely misses a kick, does the whole leg slap thing. Uh, but you can tell 100 miles an hour, or like from 100 miles away, that he completely misses his head and doesn't make contact at all. Um, and then they have like a little miscommunication on like a Irish whip spot. So I, I don't know if I was just feeling really critical of Malik because I think I watched the previous episode we talked about in this one in the same night. So I just was really focusing in on him, I guess. Uh, but not, not a bad match. Uh, I thought, it, like you said, it was a good a good win for Briggs and Jensen to kind of propel them forward. So um, and they showed like some respect after the match and shook hands and all that. So good guy stuff. <laughs> yeah. All those good guy stuff. We get a lot of that uh, coming up too. So then we get a, a package for Roxanne leading into to deadline. HPK goes over the iron survivor challenge rules again. Kiana then invites Jensen to deadline. And then we get Indy Hartwell versus Fallon Henley versus Wendy Chu in the wild card spot. Indy plays the opportunistic heel role in here. Um, and and with with the uh, it gets the win. I, I I thought this match was was actually pretty good. Fallon uh, showed some of her greenness. Um, go. I thought you know Fallon could have could have had a shot though of getting in. Uh, Wendy Chu, uh, you know, was another possibility. But I, I it was Indy's match to lose. I think I think she uh, she needed the win. And um, and then uh, later on, you know, we get toxic attraction backstage. Indy confronts Mandy. To uh, to tell her that she's going to be coming for her title. So did was it the right choice at the time? Do you think for Indy to win? And what did you think of the match? 
Yeah, I mean, I could have seen him going with Wendy just to get another face in the match, but I, I think Wendy was the obvious choice. Um, they've been obviously building a good bit uh, behind her lately, just kind of either she's either going heel or she's just becoming becoming a more aggressive side of herself. Um, uh, so I, I think they've obviously put a little bit into her in the past few, few weeks, so it seemed like she was the, uh, the obvious choice, um, and I think she was... Uh, I think as we get into the uh, match at deadline itself, I think she was definitely a good choice to uh, throw in there because she was she kind of added some size to the match that wasn't quite there. Uh, there was a lot of uh, other smaller girls in the match, so I think she was a good uh, brute to kind of have in there. Um, but and then the you know the uh, conversation backstory in the to- toxic lounge uh, or whatever you want to call it, uh, I-, I thought was pretty good. Showed her fire. Showed that she was you know she meant business, and if she wins, she's gonna take that title from her so uh, i thought that was a really good uh segment there yeah yeah i, I enjoyed it too i i am i could kind of see indy though at what some point maybe joining toxic attraction i think we i think i've mentioned this before maybe when they get called up uh you know mm-hmm. if they get if they get called up and we'll talk about uh some of the changes that may happen with toxic attraction um after the uh what happens in the last episode we're gonna we're gonna mention uh then we get the grayson waller effect with all the participants uh, that we we have for the uh, Iron, men's Iron Survivor, of course it breaks down into a fight where all five of them are going at it. That was a nice brawl to end the show. It's typical of a go home show. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything uh, of note that you could uh, you want to bring up? I, I, I think it was just a good segment, just a little back and forth, like you said. It's just a regular brawl, like contract signing, you know, just to yeah. right before the pay per view kind of thing. And it was good to see some of these guys in the ring for the first time because, you know, Axiom and McDonough had had some stuff with the knee injury that uh, Axiom got from JD a few weeks ago. But a lot of the, like, you know, Gacy and Hayes really haven't interacted that much. Waller and Gacy haven't really interacted that much. I feel like Hayes and Waller have been in matches together, but they've never really faced each other a lot one-on-one or anything like that. So it was good to see a co- some combination of these guys uh, kind of going back and forth and obviously it ends in a brawl like uh, all these segments seem to do so uh yeah. get you excited for the sh- uh the match that was going to happen on saturday after this episode air yeah so we, right before we uh, we move on to deadline um i actually we don't talk about level up here really that much but there was something that happened on a level up match uh saw ruka okay mm-hmm. she's she's got a great look she's athletic the character the surfer chick not sure how much legs has but she hit a finisher in her match on Level Up on December 9th. It was basically take Evan Bourne getting RKO'd by Randy Orton, but Evan Bourne would have if if you reverse that. So Evan Bourne does the whole the uh, the move right the uh, the the moonsault into the to the cutter basically, which is pretty much what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, you you did see it right? You saw the uh, the move or hit the move. That was pretty. Mm-hmm. I, I not a lot pops me these days. You don't. There's not, not a lot of new things that you see that you've never seen before. That really got me. Now mm-hmm. I'm not sure how often she could hit that, and she's got to practice on it because it's probably even tougher than the eclipse, which I think is still, a, a, you know, a, a, has a difficult uh, a degree of difficulty to it. Mm-hmm. But what what do you think of this of this move? 
Oh yeah, it was incredible. Uh, when I first saw it, I couldn't really believe it. It's it, it's like she's on the like middle rope and she does like a front flip, but she goes backwards and then catches her with the cutter as she's going down. So uh, yeah, it takes a heck of a lot of precision. It takes some good a good person to be doing it too. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it takes a lot of cooperation. So uh, I don't think that's something she's going to be able to use as a finisher in every match, but maybe. Uh, you know, when she gets into some bigger, bigger matches and bigger programs, maybe that could be like the super special move that she could pull out to maybe win a title eventually, or maybe just win a big match that she may have on the PLE or a, one of these special episodes of TV that they have. So um, definitely incredible, something I've never really seen done. So, uh, you know, everybody, it seems like everybody in the Indies or, you know, on AEW or Probably not WWE because Randy still does the RKO, but it seems like a lot of people do cutters as like transition moves. So mm-hmm. it was good to see somebody else kind of pull out a, a cutter that might actually be a good finishing move. So yeah, all right, yeah, that was that was definitely cool. If you haven't seen it, I, I suggest you go on the WWE uh, YouTube uh, page. All right, so then we move on to the premium live event NXT Deadline that took place on December 10th. We start off with the women's Iron Survivor match. And uh, we're not going to go over the rules, but it was, you know, two women start, and then every five minutes, another woman comes in. First match goes a total of 25 minutes. Most wins uh, or pinfall submissions uh, gets points, and most points wins. If you get pinned or submitted, you have to go into the penalty box for 90 seconds. That comes into play where you can't, you know, score any points, basically, which is which is um, uh, how, it, how it goes. So then uh, the match starts off with Roxanne and Zoe Stark. Kiana enters third. Zoe then pins Roxanne for the first point. Cora enters fourth, pins Kiana for a point. Indy enters fifth, pins Roxanne for a point. Roxanne then pins Zoe for a point. Roxanne pins Cora for a second point. Roxanne wins uh, after avoiding everybody else with two to everybody else uh, getting one, except for Kiana gets shut out. Um, Now, I didn't watch this live. I was catching up on it. But I thought it was a really fun match, and, and as we'll talk about later with the men's, they they are booked differently to where they uh, they stand each stand out for their own reasons, and I I I, I kind of like the match concept. I, I can't I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you, and I hope that it stays in NXT and it becomes an NXT, it's an NXT original and it's it, it's an annual uh, thing that they do every year. Cause it was it was fun. I I really I really did like it. I liked because we got some different interactions, and it, it was a fun match. Uh, I you met you you met you uh, messaged me that the women were killing it, because uh, I uh, you know obviously I couldn't watch that night because I was out. But what do you think of this women's Iron Survivor? And what do you think of the concept? Uh, how how it came off? I thought it came off really well. Um, we'll talk about it in the men's. I think the men's came off even even yeah. better. I thought mm-hmm. it was really great. Um, but this match was really good as well. I thought uh, the only difference between the men and the women's, I feel like the men filled the gaps a little bit better than the women did, but it didn't it didn't ruin it or didn't make it worse or anything like that. I think they told a really good story. Um, you know, Perez gets a gets a pin on uh, Cora Jade late in the match. Um, you know, she, she has two and Cora Jade has one. So Cora Jade comes out with like 45 seconds left. And right before that, Kiana had hit a Spanish fly. So honestly, I thought when that happened that Cora was going to come out with like 30 seconds left and get two pins and, you know, steal it. Uh, and Roxanne was just going to, you know, grovel and be sad again. Um, but they actually let 
Perez escaped with it. Uh, she she ended up winning the whole thing, uh, surviving the last few minutes with that last pinfall. Um, it, it plays a role in the uh, men's match as well. But, you know, I feel like Kiana James is kind of the outlier here. You know, the other girls have either been there for a while or have been prominently featured. But I think Kiana James really killed it. I thought she came across really well. I thought she kind of stood out. She did that Spanish fly to Zoe at the end of the match that I was talking about. Uh, I just, I feel like I noticed her doing a lot of good stuff throughout the match. The other girls did as well, but I feel like she kind of stood out and maybe the person in the later match that I'm not a huge fan of, uh, may have done the exact same thing. So, um, I, I got to give a lot of props to her, but, um, yeah, Perez winning was the obvious choice. Uh, she's she's pretty much the only clear face in this match. So, yeah. uh, you know, with the heel champion, she seemed to be the uh, obvious choice. Yeah, I, I do like that. You know, it was a tough it was tough for the women to go out there first. But I think uh, the men going first would have, would not have come not have been not not have uh, come off. It, it would have hurt the women, I think. Um, no, nah, yeah, the women need, definitely needed to start. This was a good idea putting this first. I think you need to kind of be introduced to the concept, and you know they could put their stamp on it. So I think I mm-hmm. think it was a good idea for sure. Yeah. Yep. So then we move on to the women's uh, uh, match. We get uh, well, actually no, we get uh, Ivy and Tatum and Katana and Kaden backstage. This has got to be one of the worst interview segments I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, nobody had any personality really uh-uh. it was like i'm reading off a coup card and, and yeah hey you just bring it because we're gonna be here and we're champions and da, da, da. i i like i watched it and i cringed because i'm like this is really <laughs> bad somebody's gotta get, you know go for some extra promo classes here mm. because i just did not <laughs> did not like this backstage thing did you do anything you have anything on this we are doing another mutual respect angle here. Oh, God. We I'm, get, I'm getting kind of sick of those, Please by the way. Please give it to us. Oh, yeah. You can have it. Cool. Bye. That, <laughs> that, that is something that NXT is really doing way too much of. Mm-hmm. I think these mutual respect things. I think it's it's just getting – it's okay to have one here and there, but it's, it's really kind of getting beat to death a little bit. Maybe yeah. it's because – you know, they some of them don't don't are aren't ready for real defined characters. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not sure, but and I just don't. I don't think I don't think Caden uh, or Carter and Chance have a ton of opportunity, a ton of people to face off. So they kind of yeah. have to go with Ivy and Tatum. I mean, they either have to do that or do you know Toxic Attraction for the 500th time. So you know, uh, you, you you don't have many options in that women's tag division, which is another reason, like I said in our first episode, I kind of wish they didn't have multiple women's tag titles, but uh, that they need to have their opportunities to do that kind of stuff too. So I understand it. Yep. So then we get uh, Alba Fire versus Ila Dawn. Really fun match. Uh, gets the uh, the referee gets the uh, black goo coming out of his mouth to pay <laughs> off on the. The black mist that was spit in his face during uh, a previous uh, show, so he can't uh, count the pin on Ela. Ela wins. Um, I think it was the the correct call here, because uh, I I don't think Alba is long for NXT, mm-hmm. and and Ela just got here and she's gonna. I think I find her being that that character that Wendy Chu was, uh, and they were building up to be, and then they kind of just. Uh, just threw it in the trash, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's what uh, she could be. What they what they maybe something they were building with that that character, 
maybe that's where Ela's going to be that that mystical supernatural force mm-hmm. of the women's division in NXT. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a, a good match. Uh, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for Ela, and I think Alba, you know, is going to tread water for for a bit before mm-hmm. uh, moving on. Uh, any any thoughts on this match and and the black goo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the poor ref got uh, Papa Shango'd. So, uh, yes. <laughs> um, I think it was a good. I don't think you learned what that was supposed to be until I think I think it's on the next episode of TV. But uh, I do think it was a good tied together story. Um, I think she describes why it kind of affected the ref the way it did in the next episode of TV that we'll talk about. Um, but I, I thought it was the correct call, like you said. I think Fire's kind of, you know, like you said, treading water. She's eventually going to go up to the main roster. I think it'll be sooner rather than later. So uh, putting putting the uh, the chips behind Dawn uh, here would was a good idea. Um, and I think, like you said, she'll be a force going forward. I think she could be a, a contender to go for Perez uh, going well. Not yet, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. She could, she, if, if uh, yeah, but she she could be a contender to go for the title going forward. Yeah, I think maybe. You know, I know we have a we've uh, we could get faction overload with the women because we have damage control up there, and we could have toxic attraction up there. I I would not hate a Scottish, uh, female faction. You know, you put her with with Dewdrop and Nikki. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 actually kind of down with that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I kind of be, be honest. That would be. I don't know what you call them, like. Like the Tartan Knights or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Tartan Irish or Scottish? I don't know. Callum, don't 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 kill me if I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then we get uh, we get New Day versus Pretty Deadly. I thought this was a great match for two teams that have never been in the ring together, and kind of surprised that the New Day won. I got to be honest. Uh, I thought they were going to come down there and maybe put over them and and not really because the New Day again, like we talk about some people, New Day are bulletproof. I think I think them taking a loss to, and putting Pretty Deadly over really doesn't hurt them because it's a different brand. But I, I really did enjoy this match. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, this was great. Uh, this was a great match. It, it you know, I, I I said earlier that you know I thought kind of New Day kind of got muddled in that SmackDown tag team division. This proved to me, or and this proved to everybody that they're a great tag team. If anybody ever doubted them go watch this match because uh, they, they proved everybody that they're still one of the best tag teams out there. So um, pretty deadly's good. Uh, they've, they've always been good in the ring, but I think they really brought out their uh, great here in this match. Uh, I think new day was a good uh, team to go up against them. Uh, I love the Santa outfits that pretty deadly had on. They had their little uh, half shirts that they have on uh, with the sleeves and they had the little like Santa ruffles on the, on the ends. So I like their little outfits in this match, but um, yeah, just really strong, really good stuff. I, I was uh, kind of surprised that the new day won. Um, I kind of get it. It's kind of getting a veteran team down, down there to, uh, you know, compete with all these younger teams, maybe give them uh, a little bit more experience with somebody who has main roster, uh, has been in front of main roster crowds. And, you know, it gets, it possibly could get more eyes on NXT. You know, people see that the new day are the champions. Maybe, maybe they'll watch, uh, be more likely to watch if they see that there's a, uh, you know, a team that they they've noticed from SmackDown or raw. Uh, so I think it's a good move, uh, for new day. And I think it's a good move for NXT, uh, in general yeah i think uh you know pretty deadly played up to their opponents really that's what they were they they elevated them which was mm-hmm. the point it's just i think it's the point like where you're saying is of the new day going down there 
because I, I do I do like it. You know, they, they, if they pick their spots with these uh, with these um, veterans going down from the main roster for these short stints, you know, as long as they it's not overload and they, they don't overstay their welcomes, uh, so to speak. Uh, I am I am liking it and and I I'm I'm on board with this. I think the New Day will go down there. They'll give some teams some good matches until we figure out who the the next uh, tag champs. It could pretty deadly could win them back. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I think uh, giving some some younger teams like you said exposure and some practice with with these veterans is is never a bad thing. Exactly. So, all right. So we move on to the men's Iron Survivor Challenge. We get uh, J.D. McDonough and Axiom starting off. Then Carmelo enters third. Carmelo gets a point on Axiom. Then we get Grayson Waller coming in fourth, and he immediately gets pins on uh, both Axiom and uh, J.D. for points. Then J.D. and Axiom fight at the penalty box. Axiom pins Waller for a point and then puts J.D., pins J.D. for another point. Joe Gacy comes in fifth and makes Axiom tap out for a point. Then we get Joe Gacy uh, pinning Mello for a point. Carmelo pins Waller for a point. Waller then pins Axiom for his third point and holds on for the win. Um, this, like we said, the women's Iron Fire was was really great. This was even better. And it was booked so differently. They The women didn't really use the penalty box at all mm-hmm. uh, as, as a factor. They did. Uh, there are a lot of uh, quick. There are a lot more pins in here. I thought Grayson Waller came in like a house of fire, ultimate opportunist. Um, I thought every every everybody came off well. I, I don't think it hurt JD that he didn't get any any points in the match. Uh, was, was it the right call? It was. Uh, you know, I had said I thought Grayson Waller was going to win. I think you said the same thing because it mm-hmm. makes sense. The guy has been a great character. Has been put with all these veterans. It's time to put him in the, in the main event now time for him to challenge Braun. And I, honestly, I think he's going to beat him um, at some point and see how he does with a title as being, being the guy. W- what are your thoughts on the match and, and the outcome? Yeah, it was, it, it's kind of, it's probably time for a heel to kind of run NXT. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see going forward if he ends up winning it or if he, you know, is just another challenger, but yeah, he definitely needs to be pushed into some kind of title feud. He either needs to be North American champion or he needs to go for the NXT title. I thought it was the correct choice of, uh, obviously um, Hayes would have been the other option that I may have gone with uh, in this situation. Cause that's just somebody who, uh, Braun hasn't gone against. He's gone against Gacy and McDonough already. And you, you know, I, as much as Axiom really blew it, blew it out of the water in this match, uh, I don't see him being a challenger for Braun anytime soon. <laughs> but like, uh, like I said with Keon earlier, Axiom was the star of the match here for me. I just feel like he was constantly involved. I think it was a great idea for him and JD to start kind of playing off their history in NXT UK. They had had a few matches uh, back then, so I thought that was a great choice for both of them to start. Um, I did think it was a little weird that McDonough didn't get any falls, but there was a point in the match where he hits the devil inside his little uh, twisting uh, power slam or his uh, back suplex that he does where he kind of pulls him up from the ground. He hits it on like everybody and everybody just seems to roll out of the ring. So it's not that he wasn't like killing guys. He was just uh, he he was just uh, it, it just happened that he just couldn't get anybody down for the count. So. 
Um, I, I did think he has showed a good amount of desperation. Uh, there was one point where he was like holding Axiom in the penalty box, and it resulted in Axiom kind of diving off the top onto everybody. I thought that was kind of stupid. He kind of sh- could have been in the ring going for pins and stuff like that while those guys were just sitting in the penalty box. But uh, like you said, they used the penalty box a lot more than the women did, which the women didn't really use it at all, and they used it a good bit throughout the match. I thought that was smart. Um, they did more falls uh, than the women, so that was also smart. Um, Waller coming in and immediately getting two falls, I thought was really cool. He hit his uh, finisher on uh, uh, McDonough and Axiom, so I thought him getting two falls was really smart there. But uh, yeah, Waller was the choice, I think, here. Uh, it's a fresh matchup with him and uh, Braun. I don't think they've really faced each other at all. Uh, maybe maybe they've interacted in a tag match, but I don't even think they've done that really. So, um, but that'll be an interesting match to see going forward. I think those two guys could have a pretty good banger match. So, uh, yeah. excited to see Waller get a shot. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that as well. So we get Drew Gulak interview backstage. Damon Kemp comes and introduces himself. This is a guy that I'm like, this guy needs something. I think he's still pretty green, but he needs a. Um, uh, he needs some kind of direction and, and putting him with, with Drew in like a faction. Yeah. Like you said, it'll be like, could be like a diamond mine 2.0 where he is more protected, I guess, so to speak. And his flaws are, are not as exposed. And then we get the, uh, the main event with, uh, Braun versus Apollo. It was a good match, uh, back and forth. Uh, Braun wins. Of course. Uh, I didn't think Apollo really stood a chance in this, and then we get a uh, Waller attack uh, post match to kind of say like, look, this is I'm I won the Iron Survivor. I'm the number one contender. I'm taking your belt, which is what he said. Uh, any thoughts on on the Braun Apollo match? Yeah, yeah. See, I I think in the last episode I said I was looking forward to this one, and I still was looking forward to it when it happened. But with all the fishing stuff and the diner talk and all that kind of stuff, it kind of made me realize that like. Apollo has no chance to win this match. Um, like I said, throughout the match, he does the little eyes thing to make it seem like he had some kind yeah. of vision that he was going to like snap or something like that. Um, and he kind of does. He kind of goes a little bit wild for a second, really throws some aggression at uh, at Braun. But uh, throughout the whole build to this, I, ne- I it kind of less and less made me feel like Apollo was going to pull this off. Not that I really thought he was going to in the first place, but um, just another title defense for Braun. I think Braun looked good. You know, he hits the spear and all of his cool moves uh, throughout the match. But this was, this was pretty cut and dry that he was going to retain here. So uh, not the most uh, thrilling uh, from a, you know, a possibly seeing him lose kind of situation. So uh, not not his best match, but also it was fairly solid at the same time. All right. All, all in all, I thought Deadline was was a really solid show. Uh, really, really good matches. Not, I don't think there was really a bad match on the card. I thought the, the concept of the Iron Survivor really came off well. And some surprise booking decisions and but some right booking decisions uh any any final thoughts on deadline i was i was gonna ask you a question real quick would you have okay. main invented would you have main invented with the men's iron survivor instead of the title match or did, would you go on with the title match uh i think because we get the waller uh yeah, attack true. at the end i think it, it's the right call i mean because what, what what happens you know typical what would happen would be waller wins the iron survivor and then braun comes out you know, kind of get the stare down mm-hmm. with with no touching. I mean, I think with that, with the other way around, I think with Waller doing the attack, it, it, it kind of ends the show 
like, you know, it's like the whole like, you know, the stare down, the mutual mutual shows of respect. That that I'm I'm tired of that kind of stuff. <laughs> and and I, I I like to see something different, mm. and it plays into Waller's character. Mm. I mean, that's how that's how he's he's been the whole time since he's been there. He's he's been getting those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I I, I, I my only thing. I, I may would have swapped him just because I feel like the crowd was pretty cooked after that uh, Iron Survivor men's match. But, you know, I think that probably would have happened either way. You know, they either would have. Yeah, it, it was just uh, an exciting show. So, like you said, it was it was a really good show. Um, I think uh, I was listening to Clotheslines and Headlines, and uh, I think Mike Rossi that's on that show was talking about these uh, the Iron Survivor match. I think it was a really good concept because it gets the crowd involved. They constantly can count when the penalty box is yes. about to get out so mm-hmm. you know any kind of match like that's why the royal rumble is so popular because like every you know however many minutes between entrance you can all, you can do the 10 count and it's exciting whenever it goes off and who the next superstar is so i think uh i think that was a good part of that match as well i'll, I'll kind of steal that idea from him that uh if you can get the crowd inter- interacting with the match i think it makes it a little bit more exciting for everybody so but great show i think you know I don't think there was a, a bad match at all. I think there were they were varying levels of good. Uh, you could I could see people maybe shitting on the black goo thing in the Isle of Dawn Alba Fire match, but as described in the uh, next episode we'll talk about, I think they kind of pay it off. So, um, but yeah, great show. Yeah, yeah. I, I also like the use of the penalty box because it takes somebody out and it it goes into like the strategy. It's like, oh no, you're in the penalty box. You only got so much time to win. You got to catch up. You're you're out of the match for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I do I did like that part of it. So uh, okay, so let's move on to our the last show we're going to talk about on this episode, which is the uh, the follow up episode of NXT from uh, December thirteenth. Starts off with Roxanne in the ring, talking about her win, and then Grayson Waller interrupts. Then Braun comes out. And we get Grayson distracting Braun, and he chases him through the crowd. Mandy jumps Roxanne from behind. Roxanne then challenges uh, Mandy uh, for her title match. She's not going to wait to New Year's Evil. So I like that we get Roxanne out there. We like that we get, you know, we get Waller. We get all basically the champions and number one contenders all in the opening segment. And what what were your thoughts though? Like when we're like, oh my god, we're get we're getting this match tonight. What what? Because nothing had hit yet on what was what was happening back back behind the scenes so were you surprised that we get we're getting the mandy roxanne match yeah well yeah it surprised me i i was kind of thinking you know obviously it would either be at new year's evil or vengeance day whichever the one they wanted to uh, promote a little bit but um you know, I I, thought, I also thought it could be like you know the plucky baby face doing the stupid thing where they ask for their title shot too quickly and they fail again and then maybe somehow get another title shot down the road. But uh, yeah, I was kind of shocked that they uh, went straight into it. But um, I thought, like you said, I thought it was a good idea that they put all the uh, the both champions and their number one contenders out there to start the show. So um, really good stuff. All right, so we get uh, Wesley versus Stacks. We get Wes with the win with his uh, flippy, flipping back kick. Uh, I think Stax really needs show that he's he's still green and he needs a uh, a lot more experience. That we get here's what I thought. Dijek comes comes out post match, and I really love this spot here where Dijek gets up on the on the ring apron and you could see in his mirrored sunglasses 
um, Tony D getting behind Wesley and then he attacks him. And, you know, we get a nice uh, Tony D uh, kind of uh, telling off Dijak, which takes balls. You know, you got a guy that size, that menacing looking, and you're going to tell him off, telling him, he, you, I just did your job for you, basically. <laughs> I, I think I think we could get a triple threat match at New Year's Evil, actually, with the three of these guys. Um, but I, I thought Wesley looked good. I thought all of them looked good. Tony, Dijak, I think they're all building a case. And I, I, that could be where we're going. So uh, what are your thoughts on, on this uh, this match and the uh, way it goes? Yeah, I, I think we're definitely kind of building to a, th- a three-way at some point. Uh, it'll probably be at New Year's Evil since that seems to be where they're building all the title matches to at this point. Um, but, I, you know, I thought Stax held his own in this match. Uh, Wesley was obviously the focus. It was to get him over uh, – you know, get him. Uh, he's the North American champion. It was to promote that he's uh, one of their best guys and he's one of their champions. So um, I thought it, I thought it was a pretty solid match, um, just a feature to get him over a little bit more. Um, I did like the little thing that you're talking about with the sunglasses, and you can kind of see uh, Tony D coming from behind. But uh, it's just to further that little angle with D'Angelo and Lee, um, whether they have a match by themselves and then maybe Dijak gets the winner or it eventually leads to a triple threat, but um, good, good uh, storyline progression for sure. Yeah. I, as much as I do like Wesley, I don't think he's going to hold the belt that long. I think one of these two guys could be taking it off him. I think uh, if Tony D takes it, you got some character stuff. You can go there. I think if Dijak takes it, he's just going to dominate. I think he's going to be your, your badass uh, champion. That's just going to, you know, because we, uh, we, we need a heel champ anyway, Mm. but both of our, uh, your singles uh, title holders are our faces right now, mm-hmm. so I think we need something. We need we need a heel uh, with with a, with a belt right now. And then we get a we get Duke uh, backstage talking to G- Drew Gulak. He gets caught by Andre and and Thea um, to can kind of continue on. I don't know if I really see Duke in that group that they may be building to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I think I think Duke's doing fine with this Chase U stuff. Uh, but I, I, he needs a better character, I, which I hope he'll get. Because I, I didn't love the poker player. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of those things. It was like, okay, let's let's throw all these different gimmicks up on the on the on the board. And <laughs> okay, you're gonna be a poker player. You're gonna be, a, you know, a, 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 a professor. You're gonna be, uh, you know, this person. It was like that. It was kind of like uh, which which who do you want to play today kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think Duke is really good. I think he's got some size that that you don't realize how big a guy he really is until like when he's backstage, he's, he's big, but in the ring, he, he, that's where really his size really comes over. Uh Um, What do you think of, of, of this, uh, of, of the, the continuation with the, with the Duke and the Andre stuff? Yeah, he's a he's a hoss for sure. He's a big old yes. boy. So, um, but yeah, it, another good kind of teasing that maybe this uh, this partnership isn't isn't long for this world. Um, him talking to Gulak, maybe he'll go over to Gulak's little stable that he may be building. Um, but th- th- they kind of make fun of the whole transfer portal thing that's going on yeah. with college football right now. Like everybody's entering the transfer portal, so uh, they talk about him, you know, transferring from Chase U to whatever Gulak's doing. But he assures them he, he's staying and he's uh, Chase U all the way, all the way through, and he's going to give uh, Damon Kemp a Chase size or a Chase University sized ass whooping. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really solid. Uh, I, I didn't expect Duke to get his over in this little uh, Chase you thing as it as he has but i think he's really really showing that he could be a pretty good fired up baby face so yeah um I, i'm i've been impressed by him 
Yeah, see, I don't watch college football, so I didn't catch the uh, the transfer poll. But you, being a, a former co-author of uh, <laughs> Campus Hot Takes on PlaceMediation.com with the Podfather, mm-hmm. would uh, would pick up on that immediately. So I'm glad yeah, you, uh, it, you pointed yeah, it's that been, out. It's been a big thing in college football this year. Like a, a huge amount of people have entered the transfer portal to go to different universities because they can make more money at this one or they can get more playing time at this one. So it was just it's been a big uh, hot topic uh, this off or the beginning of this off season. So I like that. Yeah, I like that they uh, they keep current. I guess with it making the the whole trying to legitimize as much as you can a a wrestling university faction or something yeah so i yeah i'm, I'm glad you you picked up on that and actually makes makes a uh, you know me like it even more so then yeah. We get, um, <laughs> yeah no we get we get toxic attraction versus uh ivy and tatum and we get the champs at, at on commentary and we have a, a you know a decent match going on and then of course the champs get involved and becomes a uh, a, a three-way a three-team brawl and the match gets thrown out um i thought it was good progression uh like you said, there's no there's no real teams right now for them to challenge outside of uh, these two, I guess, for the women. So it makes sense to put them all together and just kind of throw them into the mix. Um, what are your thoughts on on how this uh, angle is played out here? Yeah, I saw the little match was uh, taking place, but you know this was obviously a storyline progression to get to a maybe three way title match that they would have eventually. So um, this was definitely just all story. Um, you know, like I said, there's not too many, uh, this is pretty much the tag division right here. It's the, t- uh, it's the toxic girls and then the diamond mine girls. So, um, it- it'll be interesting to see the match whenever it may happen or does happen. But, uh, you know, this is, this is pretty much the entire tag division right here. So, um, they had to put something together. All right. Then we get Fallon backstage with Briggs and Jensen for a short spot. We get Mello and Trick backstage. I think they're starting to show, uh, you know, trick is is kind of been giving mellow some some crap. Mm. Uh, I I I can see them building to something with these two guys, where trick's gonna go out on his own, maybe take out mellow and give maybe maybe mellow gets a baby face run before he uh, he goes up to the main roster. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, 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 they're definitely starting to tease something like you know he's giving him a little bit more crap and he's kind of shitting on him a little bit more than he was at the beginning. Uh, you know, he's kind of his hype man at the first, but now he's kind of like, oh, Axiom made you uh, posterize you in this uh, picture of him diving over you in the uh, penalty box. So, uh, you know, he kind of shit on him a little bit. So maybe it could lead to a face turn for uh, Carmelo and uh, maybe they could have a match or two uh, down the road. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we get Von Wagner versus ISC Jones. ISC ends up winning with interference from Blade and Nofe. Um, yeah, Wagner... The guy, there's. He's an enigma. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, honestly, of course, Odyssey Jones is a returning guy. He's he's got to get the win, but but Wagner is just he, he. Every time he seems to like get like one step forward, he takes two steps back. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was the guy who took the fall in the uh, wild card match. He obviously lost to Braun in their their match. Um, and then he takes a loss here. Like you said, Odyssey's just coming back. So, you know, he kind of needs a win. But I don't know if uh, Vaughn's the guy that I would have put him in there with. But they obviously had the story with the Malik sweater stuff. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Wagner's definitely trending down for sure. Yeah, I think Wagner, his best bet is if he does get moved on, 
that he's he's put in like that bodyguard diesel type role for a while where he's not he's not going to wrestle that much but he'll get he'll get protected and he'll get over i guess because i think he'll he's he'll he'll get super exposed if he goes up to raw smackdown now i think he's he's too green for the room i mean yeah. maybe maybe a rumble spot but i don't i don't really see yeah yeah he's he, yeah, he's an enigma, and Robert Stone I kind of like because he can he can take bumps and he's got that annoying smarmy heel managerness to him. But he's they got to do something a little bit more with him too as well. He's he's got to have some more clients, I guess. Mm-hmm. Can't just yeah. have this guy that that hardly ever wins, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaughn probably going forward needs to be somebody's like bodyguard or somebody's like yeah. So like you said, like somebody's Diesel. Like he needs to be his like muscle and enforcer and kind of take out guys when he needs when he needs them to and put uh vic joseph uh, one of the commentators was shitting on uh mr stone throughout this match calling him like great value james bond because uh <laughs> rob or mr stone started wearing this like strap across his chest that looked yeah. like something that james bond would wear so he was uh crapping on him throughout the whole match um but yeah vaughn definitely needs some kind of direction you know i, I kind of wasn't a fan of him giving the world t- or the NXT title shot in the first place. Um, but you know, he's has size. He, you know, he looks impressive. He may not necessarily sound impressive, but he definitely looks impressive. So I think he should, uh, he should definitely be somebody's muscle. Maybe he could be kind of brought into the D'Angelo family. I know he's not very Italian or anything like that, but he could kind of be their uh, muscle that takes guys out for him. I don't, I don't think uh, stacks and two dimes were very Italian either. Though, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just get a guy say, "Oh, hey, move the hands." That's that. That's enough for for uh, you know a family gimmick, I guess, in in mm-hmm. wrestling, right? I mean, come on, they they had Tracy it's Smothers in, <laughs> in ECW as part of the FBI. So, yeah, that's true. You know, anybody anybody could be anybody in in, in wrestling. It's 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 that's all that because wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, we say because comics, because wrestling. You know, then we get a, a big body Javi backstage interview with, and then we leads to a match that, that got teased on the last episode of NXT where he takes on Eichmann Euro, uh, Eichmann Euro. And I, I thought this was a fun, quick match. I like Euro. I, I hate the jacket, but I like Euro. <laughs> and then, uh, and then post-match we get scripts attacking Euro, takes his jacket off and and he hits a uh, hits him with that flip over uh, sit down uh, sent was a sit down splash right mm-hmm. that uh that Reggie dudes we all know it's fucking Reggie come on <laughs> uh, so I guess Scripps is now a heel originally I think he was gonna be a face but now he's a heel because I think they know that that everybody hated the reveal of who it was and, and they hate they hate the costume even my son is like dude it's like dad that that's so dumb I hate I hate that mask <laughs> he's he's like I don't I don't like it. Well, what do you think of well, one, you know, our our our, our favorite son here, Big Body Javi. Um, <laughs> I love seeing. I love, like I said, I love seeing Euro back on on TV, and and I guess look, we're gonna boo scripts. Might as well give us a re, a, even more of a reason to boo him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Javi has the. Uh... 
he has the uh, interview with McKenzie before the match, trying to name his fan base, and he ends up landing on Big Body Believers, so the Triple Bs uh, that he has out in the crowd. Um, but yeah, it was good to see Jiro. Uh, this is a match that would probably main event a lot of Level Up episodes. Uh, you know, the, this is this is definitely one that's been on there a bunch. Um, but these guys have good chemistry. I thought the match was uh, pretty good for as short as it was. You know, these guys are definitely both cromulent in the ring. They're they're good guys. They're they're solid talents. Um, they just may need a little bit more uh, to them. I mean, I don't think Jero's going to go much further than that he's probably is right now. Uh, I think he's just going to kind of be that like solid guy that can have a good match here and there and could kind of put over the newer guys. Um, but yeah, scripts. Uh, he changed the mask a little bit. He got rid of the like tassels and stuff and added these like little Rey Mysterio wing looking things on the around the mouth area, but uh, still looks stupid and still is dumb. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm interested to see where it goes going forward just to see what they kind of do with it, but I'm still not super into it. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I like Euro, but I really, I just see Yoshitatsu, uh, mm-hmm. in, you know, next, 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 ver- next generation version of Yoshitatsu, which I because I think he, I don't know, maybe he plays his role for sure he plays his role he could be like you know maybe i know this is going to sound bad like he could be in that where when tajiri who was a badass when he was being goofy or like uh, tozawa you know being goofy he he that that's kind of a vince thing really i think i think they'll they won't make it as as bad as 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 vince would make it i think i think triple h and and sean know the line not to cross when it comes to to some of these kind of uh, things that they uh, angles, but yeah, I just I just hope he doesn't fall into that uh, because I think he's solid. I also, like I said, I want to see him get rid of the jacket. Uh, I, I just it just boggles me that he wrestles like that. It boggles me <laughs> when some people wrestle in other outfits like Andre Chase. Like I I I would die like wrestling oh, yeah. with all that shit on. So I I don't I don't get it. But um, so then we get a Wendy Chu package. Uh, she talks about all of her issues growing up with being bullied and the drinks in the face and all that. Then we get the New Day coming out for a promo. Pretty Deadly then comes out to try to get their rematch. Then we get Briggs and Jensen coming out and end up doing the Pledge of Allegiance to get a title match. <laughs> I I I think I was like I was I I just all you know you know what phrase was going in my head. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Really? I mean, I was like, I'm all for it, but it, one, it's not Memorial Day, it's not July fourth, it's not, it's not any, like, it's not any kind of patriotic holiday. Yeah, like, like it's 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 mid December, and we're doing a Pledge of Allegiance to get a an NXT tag title match. Uh, so, any thoughts on the Wendy Chu uh, package, and then the New Day with their promo with uh, Pretty Deadly and Briggs and Jensen? Yeah, I, you know, I kind of on our last episode talked about I thought went maybe the whole drink in the face would unlock a different side of Wendy Chu, but I think she yeah. kind of back walked it in this promo a little bit. I think she's still going to kind of be the slumber party, you know, onesie wearing, uh, wacky uh, Wendy Chu that she has been. I kind of I kind of was disappointed. I was hoping she would be a little bit more. I mean, you know, she came off as mad and all that kind of stuff, but I was hoping she would come off as like real aggressive and pissed in this one. But she kind of played her little goofy self. Um, 
but the the whole pledge of allegiance thing they tried to get pretty deadly to say it so i think they were trying to get like the british guys to say our national anthem and all that kind of stuff so i i think it was funny in that aspect but the fact that briggs and jensen just came out and did it so and then they pointed out a guy in the crowd that had a santa costume on and they said we can't lie santa's in the crowd he's right there so, I know, I like that they played that up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. But yeah, yeah, kind of ridiculous, but funny at the same time. Yeah, they had to they had to get them in a title match somehow, I guess, mm-hmm. to to get them on the next episode. So we get Indy and Electra get into a fight backstage with the rest of the women's locker room breaking it up. And we get JD McDonough versus Brutus Creed. We and it was a pretty solid match, actually. Um mm-hmm. and when JD was gonna use a chair, and again, Indy Sheer takes it away. And uh, JD ends up winning the match with that uh, finisher. I forgot what you what you called it, but I I thought he hit it really well too. Mm-hmm. I, like like Brutus like landed like like it didn't. I I knew he was safe, but mm-hmm. it, it it looked like he he really he really got all of it. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was solid. I I think uh, you know Brutus is not as crisp in the ring as his brother is, mm-hmm. but. Um, I thought it was good, and they, they continue the uh, the Indus Sheer thing. So, uh, what any thoughts on the Indian Electra fight, and then we get the JD and Brutus uh, match. Yeah, it just continues to push that uh, Electra Indy uh, feud going forward, and it kind of you know now now is Indy going to be a face because Electra is kind of a heel, so uh, it kind of keeps her in a little bit of limbo as well. So, um, but I'm looking forward to them eventually having a match. Um, yeah, I thought Brutus held his in uh, in this match with JD. Uh, Julius, I think, like you said, is a little bit more crisp in the ring, so uh, that match probably is going to get more stars than this match did. But I thought they uh, wrestled together really well. Um, the Devil Inside is what his uh, finisher okay. is called. So he hit uh, he hit one on the outside that I thought was really gross looking, and then he, like you said, went in the ring and hit another one uh, and finished him off. So I like that he kind of got the. Uh, the win on the younger brother of the Creed brothers. And, uh, you know, he, he struggled a little bit more with the, uh, older brother and then a little bit more experienced brother. So, um, but yeah, solid match, obviously just to push the Creed brother into sheer thing a little bit further. All right. And we get a Zoe promo, mostly, uh, Nikita. Uh, I do, I do kind of like, uh, Zoe kind of finally starting to show some personality, be a badass. Uh, I think this Nikita thing needs to, only go so long before mm-hmm. you know we we need to see her like with other people and, and we need to start seeing Nikita do some other things. Um, we get a uh, Lyria Valkyra Lyra Valkyra Valkyra uh, promo. I'm gonna butcher these names. Yeah. <laughs> then we get an Alba and Ela recap for where Ela um, talks about her powers. Then we get Amari Miller, basically the female jobber to the stars mm-hmm. versus Valkyra in her debut and Valkyra wins it. And very impressive. I like this girl. I think she's, she's going to be a, uh, be a star. Uh, any thoughts though on, on these, uh, the Zoe promo uh, and the Alba and Hila recap and the uh, debut match. Yeah, I thought Zoe came off real aggressive, like you said. I thought she came off pretty well. Um, gave her a little more, more the heel turns, giving her a little bit more personality. So uh, I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, like you said, the this Nikita thing needs to kind of uh, happen and happen quickly because uh, I don't think this is something that's going to have legs to last super long. Um, but because uh, I think you know, I feel like Zoe's probably going to get the win when they eventually have a match. So. Um, I think Lyons kind of needs to get put into something where she can get a few victories, kind of build herself up. 
Um, and this is where Isla Dawn kind of talks about the magic that she used, like the powder mix that she uh, made into the mist uh, to spray at the ref, kind of poisoned him or whatever and kind of hung with him. So that's what I was talking about earlier, uh, but kind of talked about how she took out Alba Fire too. So uh, just to get Isla on the episode and kind of show her uh, a little bit more, uh, kind of show a little bit more what she's about and what she's up to. So, um, and then Valkyria, I thought the, I thought the debut was pretty good. Uh, she did seem a little out of sorts at certain points, but I think I think it put across like what she is and who she's going to be. So uh, I think it was a solid debut. All right. Yeah. Then we get an Axiom interview backstage, and then Jensen and Kiana talk backstage. She gives them a nice shirt to wear. And then we get the uh, the six ladies from earlier in the show, uh, you know, the, the tag champs, Ivy and Tatum and Toxic Attraction get into a brawl. And that we get into uh, Duke Cousin versus Damon Kemp. It's, it's just an okay match. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, Kemp is still very green. Duke wins, mm-hmm. and and he needs. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where Duke is going to go after this. So, uh, any thoughts on on the Axiom interview, uh, the interaction? I, li- I kind of like this interaction with with uh, you know Briggs Jensen, who you know I've been down on, but I think this is kind of leading into his character. Uh, with Kiana kind of manipulating him. So I'm kind of liking this part of it. And then we get that brawl and then the Duke versus Damon Kent match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Axiom was uh, like playing with McKenzie in this interview, like, mm-hmm. you know, look into my eyes when you obviously can't see his eyes because he has the mask on and, you know, he says he has a big smile on his face, but you obviously can't see it. So, uh, but he's basically just saying he's not worried about Carmelo. Carmelo kind of challenged him to a match earlier in the show. So, um, they'll face each other next week, I'm guessing. Um, and then, yeah, pushing the Kiana thing. Uh, I think she's just going to continue to try to manipulate Brooks uh, Jensen uh, a little bit. And maybe I don't I don't really know where it's going to head, but it's obviously going to cause some tension with Fallon and her. So um, we'll see where that goes. Got him got him a new dress shirt that actually fits. So he doesn't have the baggy baggy <laughs> cut off sleeves that he always has. Um, but uh, and then the toxic uh, attraction tag title uh the whole brawl thing was pretty good um and then duke damon like you said damon's pretty green so it it wasn't the best match but i got over duke and got him a win which he doesn't get too many of uh in his uh current character so um it was good to see him get a win all right cool so then we get the main event of the final show we're going to talk about this week we get roxanne perez challenging mandy rose for the nxt women's title i thought this was a great match uh, I, I kind of had a feeling going in Roxanne was going to win just because of everything they're building up to. I didn't think it was going to happen on an NXT TV show, though. I thought it was going to be, you know, we were going to get this on on a, on a premium live event. Um, you know, Mandy had it for 413 days. And as the show ends, Mandy looks clearly upset and disappointed. And we are going to find out why in, in just a moment. But were you shocked? Like I said, were you shocked that we get this match tonight? But were you shocked that, that Roxanne actually wins the title tonight? And what are your thoughts on the match? And we'll talk about uh, Mandy's title run and the aftermath uh, after. 
Yeah, yeah, I was completely shocked. I actually, I think that night I had gone to bed a little earlier because I had, you know, woken up a little bit earlier that day before. So I think I actually fell asleep before this match uh, that night. So I actually didn't see it till the next day. And I saw the stuff and I was like, oh, my God, how did she win? That's no way, you know. So I was kind of really surprised uh, when I woke up the next day that she had won. But, yeah, it was a really good match. Um, It was it was uh, really interesting to see Roxanne was the first person to be able to uh, kick out of the running knee that Mandy does. Usually when she hits that, that's ball game. It's over. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was good to kind of show her that she was, uh, she was able to kick out of that. And that that's how, you know, she became champion after that. She, you know, hit the kick to the stomach and then hit pop rocks for the win. So, um, yeah, I probably would have, I, I, you know, obviously we'll talk about what happened. Um, but I, this was probably a spot where I could have seen Cora coming out and kind of screwing her if Mandy was going to retain. So, um, but, you know, it's an interesting direction going forward. But um, it was sad to see uh, Mandy's uh, title reign that lasted so long end on a TV episode. But it, it shows that you need to tune in every week because anything can happen. So yeah. um, I think that's smart at the same time. But they obviously did it for reasons that uh, weren't uh, booking booking reasons uh, out the, other than the outside stuff. So, um, but yeah, good match. Yeah. Yeah. I love pop rocks that, uh, that, that those power bombs, like those sunset flip bombs and stuff like that. I love that. That's one of my favorite moves. And she, she executes it so well, I mm-hmm. think. Cause you know, when she hits that back kick, that, that, that's what's ha- what's going to happen. And, and she does like just that plucky little pop up and boom, because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody does it a little differently. Like, Cena did it, like, you know, with their hands up in the air and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do I do really pop for that move. Mm-hmm. All right, so, turns out, uh, you know, they had to get the title off Mandy because Mandy was fired after this because of content she was putting on. Uh, it's not OnlyFans, it's fan um, something else, right? It's it's an OnlyFans type, type thing where she had uh, behind a paywall – you know, was was having some, you know, we'll just say she was she was uh, doing some ratings on, on some some things for some <laughs> some men. And she was showing some uh, very not safe for work uh, material. And I guess it wasn't in line with what the WWE or, or NXT want their performers to be doing. And they had to get the tile off of her. And it was just, you know. Good timing that they had Roxanne there ready to go and made sense for storyline wise. But you know, literally, like I, because I, I, I had to go back and uh, and 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 kind of get caught up on, on notes and everything like that. And I watched the ending, and you just see Mandy's face. Like there, mm-hmm. there's some real uh, emotion there and upset because she knew that this was going to be her last match for a while. And then her her kind of run. You know, look, I'm not saying that she's like a tr- the next Trish Stratus, but you know, you look at Trish when Trish first came in, she was a fitness model. She was a manager and she really worked to become one of the greatest female superstars of all time. Mandy was having that kind of tra- transformation where she was a pretty face and she did, you know, she wasn't for the Miz saving her. She would have been fired on, on, uh, you know, that the NXT show, um, or tough enough. She would have been fired on tough enough. She would have been let go. And, uh, eliminated i guess so to speak and she came in and she was brought up too soon she and really her going back to nxt was such a good thing with the kind of the change of her look a little bit to the back to the br- to the brunette and just being this badass and, and and you know teaming up with Gigi and jc 
she really, you know, you look at Mandy from from two years ago to Mandy now, it, it's like a, almost like a 180. Like she was good, but she wasn't like this good. She like she was great. I, I would dare say it was a great run, and it's sad it came to an end kind of abruptly. Um, but uh, you know, look. There are so many opinions out there, and I'm not going to get into a debate on should she have been fired, should they have been fired, should she be doing that. Look, it is what it is. There's, they made their decision. I, and one thing that I keep seeing, though, is that the door is not closed on Mandy. Like, it's just like we just need to kind of figure this out. I don't, I don't know if they made the right decision, if it was a wrong call and uh, all, but I, I'm sad that, you know, she's not going to be around. You know, I'm hoping that she'll she'll return at some yeah. point. Um, but what are your thoughts on, on Mandy's run and 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 your and how you're feeling about her? You know, being like, oh, like you know, not to give your opinion on whether you agree or disagree with it, but just generally, just like what you're feeling. Yeah, it's a huge bummer. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I even feel bad for the other toxic girls, like you know, JC and uh, Gigi. I mean, they they rely on her to be their leader and stuff like that. So I feel like they may you know, feel kind of aimless, uh, for a little bit. I, 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 you know, I obviously would have, you know, brought them up as a group to the main roster, but I, I just don't know if I bring them two up by themselves. Uh, I feel like they've kind of done everything they can do in NXT. So they kind of need to go up, but I really think, you know, Mandy would have been that steadying force to kind of go with them, but yeah, it's a huge bummer. Uh, she was doing so good. She had had such a good run. You know, like I said, I would have liked to have seen her lose on a paper or a PLE or a, a, at least a special TV episode or whatever, um, because, you know, she's had such a good reign. She's been such a good champion. So, um, yeah, just a huge bummer. Um, obviously, like you said, the door isn't closed. Um, but, yeah, she has this fan time, I think is what the website is called, uh, page. It's even like she's it's like her own website, but she runs it through them or something like that. Yeah, they, they host it or something. But, yeah, she has some kind of, uh, you know, she has racy photos or whatever you want to say. Um, it, it really came down to corporate sponsors and stuff like that. I think I think if Mattel hadn't stepped in and, you know, done all, or said something and said, like, all right, we can't we can't have this going in. They might would have just suspended her, might have said, hey, hold back. But I do think they gave her the opportunity to or they gave her the ultimatum, like, you need to stop doing this to this level and uh, we can keep you around. Maybe we'll suspend you. But, you know, I think she kind of said, you know, I'm making bank on this. I, I can't give it up. So, like, you know, maybe eventually I can we can work something out. But uh, I think they gave her the opportunity to say, hey, I'll I'll, I'll pull it back a little bit because it was it was getting a little out of control, I'll even say. But um, but, yeah, I, I, I would have loved if they she they just suspended her. And, you know, that's, you know, they had to get the title off of her from that, but I hate that she got fired. And um, I hope she comes back one day. Um, and I hope the, you know, I hope Gigi and JC don't kind of muddle after this uh, without yeah. their leader. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment where uh, toxic attraction as a faction could go because there are rumors also uh, about um, what could happen with them. All right. So let's do our stock up, stock down. All right. Obviously. No brainer for stock up. Uh, Roxanne Perez, mm-hmm. definitely. You know she's the new NXT Women's Champion. I'm curious to see where she goes with this. Uh, do you have any? Would some give me one of your stock ups this month? Uh, the other one that's obvious 
pretty much Grayson Waller. He won yep. the Iron Survivor. Uh, he's going to be the next contender for Braun. So uh, him for sure. Yep. Uh, I got Dijak also uh, mm-hmm. coming along as a character. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, actually, Indy Hartwell. I think she got a lot of TV time in the last mm-hmm. uh, four shows. I think she's she's may not have won a lot, uh, but she definitely had some really good showings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Isla Dawn, somebody else I would put yep. on there. She, you know, kind of debuted in our last set of episodes, and uh, she won a match against Alba Fire. She uh, squashed uh, somebody in one of the other episodes. So, um, she's uh, she's obviously going to be a good uh, driving force for the women division going forward. So, her for sure. Yeah, uh, I I'd actually put Pretty Deadly, even though they lost the titles. I thought they looked really good in the ring. I thought their character work was really good this this last four shows. And uh, I'm good to see him. Uh, and JD also. JD had another uh, strong month, even though you know he he didn't win everything. And uh, I, just because I love I love the guy, he's goofy. We mentioned him. Uh, seeing uh, uh, Jiro back, I like him. I, I'm going to put his stock up. <laughs> I uh, got gotcha. um, yeah. you. A- Axiom's one other person I would put in just for that Iron Survivor match. I think he thought he really blew it out of the water. So um, okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right, stock down. Who you got? Uh, Von Wagner really, yep. <laughs> really came off really bad in this one. He lost the uh, Iron Survivor wild card match. Uh, he took the pin in that, and then Odyssey pretty much squashed him. So, uh, him for sure. Yeah, uh, I got Fallon. I think Fallon took a little step back. I think uh, she's going to be the losing end in this feud with Kiana James. Uh, you know, I think uh, something, something, some chicanery is going to go on. And, and that bar is going to be, uh, you know, taken away. Uh, and also losing that triple threat, which I thought, you know, she could have had a shot at. Uh, any, you got another stock down? Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else that I thought really didn't do very well. Um, do you have anybody else while I'm thinking? Yeah. Uh, well, Zion Quinn, because he's a perennial stock down. Um, Hank Walker. Uh, mm-hmm. uh Javi, just because we don't like him. <laughs> uh, Alba. Yeah, know, Alba, Alba's kind of struggled again. I think I think Alba is is like like we said, treading water. She's 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 putting uh, Ela over and whoever else she's going to be because uh, I th- I think she's up by the Rumble. I think yeah. I think she I think if not before the Rumble, she's 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 going to be an entrant. I I honestly think. Um, and actually, Joe Gacy. Because we had so much uh, buildup with, uh, you know, with him leading up to this, this, you know, the um, his faction is not was not on TV once on these shows. He was the last one in. I know he got the, you know, the submission on uh, on Axiom in, in the Iron Survivor match, but he really wasn't as much of a factor in that match. Then and then he, probably the least factor actually in that in that in the Iron Survivor match. So so I'm actually going to put uh, Joe Gacy a stock down this month. Yeah, I think that's a good pick as well. Um Damon Kemp, I didn't think looked too good in his match uh and I, I can't believe it slipped my mind but Malik Blade was pretty bad <laughs> in both of his matches this month. So um yeah. that definitely those two is are, are people that I would put in there as All well. Right. Uh any okay, well, now we talked about maybe Vaughn, maybe Alba, anybody else you see going up uh in the next month or so? Um, I mean, you know, it depends on uh, what happens at New Year's Evil with the NXT title match. But yeah. if, you know, if Waller can somehow uh, pull it out, maybe maybe Braun goes up and I think he's definitely in the rumble either way, but he might stay 
uh, after the rumble if he if he happens to lose. So uh, him him's pretty much the only, him and Alba are pretty much the uh, only two I could see. Actually, I could see I could see Braun in the rumble and then maybe going up in the draft that is rumored for after WrestleMania. Uh, OK, yeah, that could make sense. Yeah, I, I could actually see Grayson Waller in the if he's the NXT champion, mm-hmm. I could see him in the rumble, too. Yeah, I think they'll probably keep the belt on uh, Breaker uh, okay. after New Year's Evil. Uh, I think he may lose it at uh, either Vengeance Day or Stand and Deliver uh, okay. to either Waller or uh, uh, Hayes going forward. Um, but uh, I definitely think uh, – I, th- I think they'll keep it on him after New Year's Evil so he can be in the Rumble, and they can say the NXT champions in the Royal Rumble. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that was what I was going for there. <laughs> so, all right, so the rumor going around is – is that Chelsea Green's on her way back to WWE. And that's been a rumor for a little while. Mm. Now the latest is that she could be coming in to lead Toxic Attraction in Mandy's place. Now, I don't know if they'll have her come to NXT for, for a short bit to lead Toxic Attraction, or they come up to the main roster and she debuts as the new leader there. Um, what What do you think on that? I'm not huge on her. I think she's, I mean, she's obviously super popular because of uh, who she's married to. She's married to Matt Cardona. So um, she's good in the ring. She's not great. Um, I could, uh, that could be a good fit. I think, I don't think she's quite as uh, bitchy or, you know, like uh, she's more crazy than she is like, uh, you know, an asshole like uh, Mandy kind of was. She's not the mean girl. Yeah, she's not the mean girl. She's more like the crazy, like wacky girl that, like you know, will you know focus in on something and be really obsessed with it. So, I, I could see it fitting. Um, I definitely think it needs to be on the main roster just because I think the other girls are kind of have kind of done what they need to do in NXT. They've won the tag titles twice. They just kind of keep hanging around. So, um, I definitely think if that's something they're going to do, they need to do it on the main roster. Yeah, there there was a rumor going around that they were gonna do like almost like a uh, a not a toxic attraction, but like a Charlie's Angel, like a Mean Girl Charlie's Angels thing mm-hmm. with Chelsea Green, Santana Garrett, and Aaliyah. I think at one point there was talk of that, and okay. then they end up uh, letting <laughs> letting two out of the three of them go. So mm-hmm. uh, there went that. Uh, I low key love Santana Garrett, by the way. I I don't know if she's still coaching now because I know they had brought her back to coach, but I think she's somebody that. I would love to see them bring back as well. You know, bringing every, you know, bring, I think there's been like 15 or 18 people I read today that have been brought back by Triple yeah. H so far. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing that. They were doing the Thanos gauntlets at first, but now it's like filled up two whole hands. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So, and then future of Apollo Crews, uh, how, how much longer do we see him, uh, staying in NXT? Uh, I don't know. I think he could stay down there for a good little bit. Um, I think uh, I think I've read that tonight um, they may have pushed him into a different feud going forward. Uh, I won't say who yet, but um, I think they did put him in a new feud on tonight's episode. So um, we'll we'll see where that goes. But I think he'll hang around for a while. Just keep having matches, uh, good matches with these guys. Uh, he may not ever reach that great level, but um, he's they're definitely putting on good work with those guys. All right. And then, uh, yeah, just really like kind of interested to see what's going to happen with this Drew Gulak thing, like what mm-hmm. kind of uh, faction he's going to he's going to build up there and and kind of um, what's the uh, you know, do are we going to see the end game of this chase you angle uh, within the next by the time we uh, we record next? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then what happens with the women's title? Uh, you know, who who goes after Roxanne first? That you would think Cora is the obvious answer, but we'll see uh, what happens with that. Um, and then uh, eventually we'll see the uh, Waller and Breaker match that I hope will end up being really good, and we'll see who uh, comes out on top on that one. All right, very cool, awesome. So a uh, quick programming note. So uh, our regular date, I guess monthly drop date, will be the last Wednesday of every month. So that means uh, you're hearing this on December 28th. Our next episode will should drop on January 25th. So we're going to try to get into that routine. Obviously, um, you know, uh, when there are premium live events, we could do uh, an extra episode here and there just because, you know, talking about, you know, more than four episodes or four shows uh, is a lot for for us to talk about and a lot to ask you to listen to for for the time. So uh, we're going to try to keep these, uh, you know, two four shows per episode. So just a quick programming note. But uh, Logan, great month, I thought, at NXT. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, New Year's Evil and and what's coming because – uh, I think there's some some a little turnover coming, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it should be fun. Again, that's why I love, that's why I wanted to do an NXT show because we're the people we're talking about now are not going to be the same people we could be talking about in six months. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 always going to be uh, new things for us to talk about, new directions, new angles, new people debuts or people coming from the main roster. It it's not going to get stale. That that's really what I what I mean. Like you know, and I, I I'm not saying that Raw and SmackDown are going to get stale, but you know, you know the roster there. You know that they're there for the long haul, uh, for the most part. For and at NXT, you know these these are people learning, they're developing, and uh, you know a lot of them are going to be you know heading heading to uh to red or blue. So uh, that's that's what's fun about doing the show for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's super, super fun doing that for those reasons. Um, it all, it's always changing. It's always uh, evolutionizing or uh, re- reinventing itself. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely a, a, a interesting topic to go on and talk yeah. about. All right. Uh, anything you want to uh, promote before uh, we call it a night? Um, yeah, just a few things real quick. We had an episode of YouTube Roulette come out this past weekend. We uh, actually watched a World Wrestling All-Stars pay-per-view. We watched the whole thing as kind of a Christmas special. So uh, that was a short-lived like Australian promotion that like kind of led to TNA, but kind of didn't at the same time. It had some TNA guys in it, but um, that was an interesting one for us to watch. Uh, let's just say Scott Shiflett was on his shit that night. So um, as he usually is, but I'm he was a little bit more extra on it that night. Oh uh, sure. yeah, I do. I do plenty of pods with Shif. <laughs> I know when he's on the, sh- the shit lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, the uh, Seven Months of Danger pod also came out this weekend on Sunday. Um, it was our tenth episode, so uh, check that one out. And then uh, Highway to the Impact Zone is the show that I host. Uh, we're going through 2016 TNA right now. Our uh, most recent episode was a pay-per-view, uh, Final Resolution 2006, and then we're going to get into the TV after that, headed to Against All Odds. So that's what I got. All right, cool. Uh, as for me, uh, actually, we just dropped recently the first pod version of Streaming the Classics. So as you all know, we've talked about Stream Lounge on plenty of pods. Uh, I do a lot of them for the pop feed. Uh, for Laughing Theater, where my Pixar Live Watch, which Logan has been on, as well as uh, for Blockbuster Rewatch with the MCU. And I will be moving uh, out of the MCU soon because I'm pretty much caught up and doing some other other stuff on there. And they all get released as pods. But on Streamlabs now with Peacock, there are 
you know, we can do wrestling live watches over there. And then we will release them as, as, as pods. Most, some of them, not, not, not every stream will be released as a pod. You know, there's only so many times you could talk about a certain show or do a live watch of a certain show in, in a pod form. But yeah, there's going to be a plenty of, of live watches on there with, with January on the horizon. That means the Royal Rumble. And I know myself, I will be doing uh, at least three uh, Royal Rumble live watches. So keep an eye out for those. As well as, uh, you know, I know the Podfather is planning on doing a couple. And, you know, who knows? Uh, other if People are starting to uh, to get excited about it. Uh, Steve Riddle is going to be doing the uh, uh, watching the first episode of Raw to commemorate the 30th anniversary on January 11th. And there'll be other things. I know I know Mike Cook is going to be uh, uh, hosting a, a, a Royal Rumble. I think he said he's going to do 92. So lots to look out for with Stream Lounge and then later on being released as streaming the classics here on the Wrestling Network. Over on the pop feed, lots of great shows that I am a part of. Uh, Trailers of the Lost Ark just released our second episode uh, recently where we did a uh, Batman and Superman storyline, a crisis on Infinite Earth kind of thing. It totally just did not re- sit well with me. Uh, sorry, Schiff. Uh, I just... <laughs> It, it what was was I'm still new to, to reading comics so and this was like a uh, a little advanced for me to like buy into and, and kind of get on board with. Uh, next month we're looking at doing actually a comic uh, arc that I have read and uh, it's GI Joe versus the Transformers, a four episode a four comic book run that uh, we're going to talk about on that. So uh, also laugh in theater. Logan, you and Sean were on the uh, Christmas Story live watch which just dropped recently. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad that we had some um, differing opinions going into that episode, made for a great conversation. I feel like uh, I behaved. <laughs> you did. You did. You did behave. Uh, you know, and Sean, Sean, you know, behaved for the most part, and I always behave. So you know, <laughs> no, but it was good. It was. It was a. It was a, a much overdue live watch uh, episode. Um, also, uh, Miranda and I did a special, uh, screening on stream lounge of Muppets. Uh, I think it was like the Muppets Christmas of letters to Santa, which, uh, aired originally in 2008. Uh, I don't remember seeing it, which I think I probably did at some point. Cause my kids were really small then, uh, that got released as, as a special under the Muppet pod and, uh, pop goes the classics. We'll be back, uh, in probably, hopefully by the end of the year, we're going to get Hercules out, um, and uh, check out every day the video jukebox song of the day for Christmas week. We did two days just to because it's Christmas and there's so many great Christmas songs out there or videos that we want to uh, to talk about. But that drops every weekday. And then on the weekends, uh, I will have uh, my little pod blast of live watches of Pixar shorts that will drop every Saturday. So lots of fun stuff. A little something for everybody. Check out everything here on the Wrestling Network. Uh, covers the gamut of wrestling to current to old to this promotion, that promotion, you got really great, uh, you know, hosts and guests. So lots, lots, lots of, lots of great stuff. Uh, in terms of uh, pop, you know, we got comics, uh, we got NBA team, we have uh, movie stuff, Make Mount Rushmore, lots of fun stuff over on the pop experience. And don't forget, check out our friends on the North South Connection with a great mix of wrestling, sports, and pop culture. Go to PlaceNation.com every day. All the pods are on there, plus a few articles that are written there every Thursday, Paulie's Perspective. Uh, Steve has a few articles on there. So uh, lots of good stuff. Plus, uh, that is going to be the place for the reveal of the next GWWE. If you are voting in the GWWE, as of this date, you only have three days left to get those ballots in. So get them in, and the reveals will come. Uh, check out PlaceMation.com every Friday 
at noon. That is when those the, the reveals are getting dropped for the GWWE list. I don't have an exact start date yet because it's a lot of work. A lot of work goes in behind the scenes on the GWWE with the uh, when it comes to the ballots and tabulating and and you know Callum is uh, is working hard on that and we have our good friend Tyler Kelly who is the one that's uh, you know putting the articles up on, on the website. So for all the reveals, it's it's a really fun thing. And rumor has it there may be a, a stretch project for the pop experience also coming and uh, we'll talk about that uh, uh, right after the new year starts because that should be a, a fun one so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to telling you all what that's going to be and also join the face to be uh, the place to be Facebook group lots of great conversations there and uh, just a really good community uh, all the pod I guess that are featured uh, that's where we're going to uh, announce all the stream lounge live watches uh, when those are happening so you'll be the first to know when to uh, come on and, and join us on the stream lounge all right, cool. So that's going to wrap up uh, Who's Next, Episode 3. Uh, so once you, uh, it's a little after Christmas, but I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Have a very happy New Year. Logan, pleasure as always. Uh, you know, we're, we're off to a great start with this pod, and I can't wait to see what 2023 brings for us in NXT. Me too. Can't wait. All right, cool. So for Logan Crosland, I am Andy Alex. Thank you for joining us on Who's Next, and we'll see you next month. Take care. <laughs>